You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Tilson is a singer-songwriter from Toronto who combines brilliant pop songwriting with polished electronic production. Her latest single, Forever For Now, sounds like this. project is called Tilson. I'm from Toronto. I'm the daughter of an opera singer. My mom went to school for opera, so she's very classically trained. And my dad is, he has a nice voice and he appreciates music, but he's not a musician himself. And I grew up singing classical music. I was always in choir, thanks to my mom, and listening to classical music that she would play, and then listening to classic rock from my dad's side. So that's like the Beatles, Beach Boys, Johnny Cash, some like old R&B stuff like Marvin Gaye. And then I think the first album I owned was Britney Spears. So I got right into the pop thing, 90s kid, Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, that kind of thing. As I got older, I always was performing. I started learning guitar when I was 11. I went to a musical theater high school in Toronto, was part of an opera chorus during that. We did musicals, operas. Um, I was in a jazz vocal acapella ensemble in high school. And so I always knew I wanted to perform, but it wasn't till the end of high school that I started writing my own songs. And that was uh, not just like something that I came to on my own, actually. It was, uh, I was connected through like a high school boyfriend to this producer who wanted me to be in this band and asked me to write a song. My only writing I had done was really like, writer scrapped in high school. I loved it, but this was the first time of actually writing a song. So I did that and he was like, this is actually really good. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll keep doing it. So I kept writing songs from there and it's taken years of development for me to have my writing be at the quality that I actually enjoy to listen to. So I'm happy about that. But basically at that point, that's when I decided I wanted to be a recording artist and I've been pursuing it since. Those early songs, were they in a completely different style to what you do now? Uh, no, they were like alternative pop, kind of electronic based. And then I signed with a label after writing about like six songs only. And then I was still trying to figure out my sound and they were kind of pushing me towards pop. But at that point I was more into alternative music. So I was listening to like Regina Spector and The National and like stuff like that at the time. And I felt like pop music was just not cool. Like at that age, I was around like 17. And so I started doing like alternative stuff for a while there. And then I came back around to pop. <laughs> it never started super far weird, but it was like definitely more alternative leaning. And then I realized like I was just kind of not doing what I actually am good at and wanted to do, which was pop. <laughs> pop has gone through a bunch of different phases in like the last 20 years or whatever. But I think right now, especially the kind of pop you make where it's like like half electronic dance, half I guess traditional pop music. Yeah. It's just in this really sweet spot that I, I love where the production's just so tight and the songwriting. Yours in particular reminds me of like a lot of the stuff that's coming out of Scandinavia. Thank you. Like, do you know Astrid S? I love and her. Dagny. Dagny. And. <laughs> Yay! 
that's very nice comparisons. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm curious about your how you take the songs like from inception to the final production. I assume they start on piano or guitar or something like that. It's kind of different depending on the song for me. I am not particularly skilled at piano or guitar. I can play them both like mediocrely. And so often when I'm starting a song idea, I don't actually start with an instrument because I find it actually just um, limiting for my songwriting. So often I'll come up with a song idea. I never know when it's going to like strike, but just thinking about something and come up with a concept. And then from that point, often I'll come up with a chorus melody in the air, just without any instrumental, and then take that to then find chords for after or go to a producer who will find the chords for it. So that's what happened with Little Worse. I wrote that chorus on my own, just in the air. And I had an idea of how I wanted the production to sound, which I shared with the producer. Then he started working on that. So his name is Michael Goldchain. And then I had another friend, Maya, who's a songwriter, help me like with tweaking it. And then that was the final thing. So it's often like that. And then my my single that was just released forever for now, I had the concept idea and I just brought that to a songwriting session with another writer, John Pike in Toronto and my producer, Michael Goldchain. And we wrote it from there, just in the session. And so it was all happening kind of at once with Michael coming up with the chords, us writing on top of it. The Toronto music scene, it's really happening, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of talent here for sure. I, I love this, those really clever lyrics, especially like Little Worse, just the concept of it. It's like, I hope she reminds me of, uh, of me, but a little worse. It just, it's perfect. Thanks. <laughs> but I know in the end if I only had one wish I'd make sure that your whole life is A little bit worse without me A little bit wondering what could have been A little bit sad and you'd cry in your sleep A little bit, just a little bit worse When you're looking through all my photos A little bit of touching yourself to those When you move on I hope that she Was Hertz your first song? Hertz was my first song released at Wilson ever. Yeah, I had a song called Just a Girl come out when I was 16. And then I had an EP of horrible songs that were like really crap demos come out a couple years later on the first label. That, yeah, that was just horrible. But it was part of the journey. Hurts is the first song that was released that I'm actually very proud of. We know it's love because it hurts. Doubt is another favorite of mine. You love it? I love that. That first chorus especially. Oh, yay. Thank you. I'm a sucker for those acapella choruses with the vocoder. Just love that song. Thanks. It's definitely fun. I promise that you'll never, ever have to doubt my love. I'll want you even if you're falling down and out of luck. You'll never have to question, darling, I'm in. I'm never gonna let you down. Promise that you'll never, ever, 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 
a your first proper EP, I guess, in yes. last year. Yes, I did. It's more a bunch of songs that I wrote and liked, and so they came out as an EP. All my songs are kind of based on personal experience, but not necessarily a concept for that EP. And it's off with a set, off, off with a set. Off with a set, off, off with a set. Off with a set, off, off with a set. I'm satisfied by the end of the night, then it's off with a set, off, off with a set. And uh, how did Are You Lonely come about? Because that's, uh, that's taken off a little bit. Yeah, it's true. The producer, artist, Deep Chills, found me. I think he might have found me online through a mutual friend of ours called Midsplit, who I'd released a song with called Out of Here. He reached out to me after hearing that song, wanting to collaborate. And I had recently written Are You Lonely with um, a Toronto writer, John Pike. And I thought that that song would be perfect for him. He was really excited about that, made the production for it right away, and we put it out. Are you lost and all alone? Waiting for someone to call? Are you lonely? Do you wish we'd never met? Am I too hard to forget? Are you lonely? like you're starting a new era starting with little worse is that intentional yeah i think it's more of a reflection of my growth over time but certainly i've gone through a lot and i feel like my writing kind of shows that and there's like an honesty and experience in the lyrics now that i think are new and more developed you kind of told the story about little worse and uh your music video is really cool thanks is that all from your head as well? Yes, yes. I um, I wrote that song after a breakup and it's about kind of the phase. I think it's pretty obvious what it's about, but I think that that's something that maybe we might not want to admit that we go through emotionally, where you are missing the person, struggling yourself and hoping that it's not like they're completely fine without you. And the music video, I thought it would be fun to do a video where you see that I look like I'm doing better without this person. I'm strong. I look like seducing the camera kind of thing. But then you actually see that underneath that I'm struggling so badly. And so I think you see that in the later part of the music video that like I might be trying to project that I'm fine, but actually I'm like crying my eyes out, drinking Grey Goose on my own in my bedroom. So I thought that that would be kind of funny. And then I just wanted there to be a humorous aspect of that, of somebody being like, I hope your life is worse without me. I'm so great. And then it's like, meanwhile, they're actually just crying their eyes out. <laughs> so yeah, I totally just imagined that in my head. And then the director just brought that to life. My idea completely exactly what I wanted. Excellent. In this uh, electronic pop realm that you're in, do you have like more direct influences of that sound? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's really nice that you mentioned Dagny and Astrodesk because those are some of my influences. Absolutely. Sasha Sloan, yes. Taylor Swift, Cy Martin. Those are artists that I just, I love them so much. And I think that they're writing so good. Do you know Sasha Sloan stuff? I know Sasha Sloan, yeah. She's yeah. an incredible writer. 
If I could write with anyone, I would want to write with her. I really like the When Was It Over that she just put out recently. And I think there's one called Lie that's from her last album that I love. But Too Sad to Cry is so good. So then you recently just put out Forever For Now. I wrote that song at the beginning of a new relationship. So post breakup into new relationship of the story. I was starting to fall really hard for this person. So it made me kind of think about things that we want to last or feelings that we have, like being in love with someone don't always turn out that way, which is why there's kind of like a cynical edge to the song, which is that I'm going to go for it fully, even though I know I could get horribly hurt, but I'm going to love you forever for now. I'm all for the cynicism. Yeah, you are. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, It's that feeling where you think that something's going to last forever. Like, I'm always going to feel this sad or I'm always going to feel this happy. I'm always going to love this person for now. I definitely empathize with that because I'm a very logical minded person. Like, even if I'm feeling like like heavy emotions at a certain time. Yeah. The logical side of me is like, it'll pass. You'll be fine. You know, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I have another single actually coming out with Deep Chills at the end of the month cool. on the 27th of August. And then after that, I have a few more singles that are leading into my EP. More on the less less new relationship side, back to the other's experience. <laughs> it's usually more material in the breakups. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Most of my songs are co-written for myself. And then also I write for other people and for sync. TV film stuff. Yes, I did want to ask you about that as well because you had a a recent Olympic special thing, didn't you? Yes, exactly. That was cool to have one of my songs in the Olympics. So I wrote I wrote that song specifically for TV film stuff, and so that was a neat sync to see that with the Olympians doing their thing. We wrote it with the idea of it being for film TV, like a certain sound that's geared towards that, but not this specific not specifically for the Olympics, but I have written for things specifically like we'll get a breakdown of what they're looking for and write for that as well. Do you find that fun, constricting? I do. I find it really fun. Like I find constrictions actually help Mm. with creativity sometimes. I'm with you there, yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives a direction and it's really fun for me to write outside of my normal genre and not have it be so much about me. It's kind of, it's nice as a contrast. So do you have like a, like a proper team with you? Uh, no, I'm my own team. Yeah, I'm self-managed. Um, Excellent. I just released Brook now with a new distributor, AWOL. They've been great so far, um, but I'm fully independent. And the hardest part is usually just the, the social media upkeep. And you're, you're very good at that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I know it, it's probably just super exhausting. Yeah. But, I've yeah. gotten better at it in the last six months. I was very lazy about it. And then I have like a sort of friend in my life that pushed me to be more regular, which has not been fun getting used to. Now I'm in the groove of it. It's so much easier. But it was tough at first to spend the hours of like shooting and, and planning out posts and all that. But it's worth it. I think people are liking it. So that's good. What would you say is like a career highlight of yours so far? I opened for banners in Toronto at the Opera House performing. That was really awesome. Reaching 500,000 streams on Are You Lonely felt really big and exciting. So you do perform live as well? Yes. I haven't for a while. 
but yeah generally i do and i've been prepping a show that's just an acoustic show just going to showcase my songs really minimally i used to do it with a full production and everything and i'm going to take a break from that for a bit what do you find to be the like the most difficult part of the songwriting process the final 10 percent is the hardest the final edits yeah on the songwriting and also the production sometimes i find it really tricky to know what is gonna just take it to feeling finished sometimes i have a song where i really like it but there's something about it that doesn't feel right and it can be really hard to know how to fix it and it can feel really really frustrating like that can sometimes take me like months i can have a song where i'm like i really want to finish it but this one section I have a song like that right now, actually, that I'm putting on my EP, that one section of the chorus just wasn't doing it for me. But every idea I was coming up with to try to fix it, I hated. So it's like actually having something good, but not being able to take it that to the finish line. Um, and that can happen with production as well, where there's like a lot that sounds right, but it's just there's something that's not working. And then trying to figure out how to fix that and remedy that and what to do instead when you're already used to something. I would say it's that. Do you ever get demo-itis? Yes, I do. I totally do. And so it's it's tricky sometimes to know whether to trust yourself, I guess. So I try to at least give myself some space with new things. Like if, say, the production has changed and I listen to it, I'm like, ugh. I like the old one better. This has made it worse. At least give it some space and listen to it a bunch and possibly even show other people that I trust to make sure I'm right before I go like, yeah, this is worse. You know? Mm -hmm. It's a little worse. It's a little worse. (laughs) You know, it varies. Sometimes that is like the one that's supposed to be. And sometimes it's version 37. Exactly. It really depends. You seem pretty comfortable in like the genre that you're in right now, but is there other genres that you want to explore? Yeah, actually, I wrote a song recently that is folk pop. I was really inspired by Taylor Swift's last album, Folklore, and I thought it was really neat how every chorus changes and the storytelling throughout just continues. And so I wrote a song that was like deeply personal to my life and felt extremely cathartic to write. And I think it's my best song I've ever written. So I'm like, oh, okay, shit. Like I'm going to do a a folk pop EP. So I'm going to be writing more songs in that direction. And so after this EP, I'm going to have most likely, as long as I can write some things that I really love, a folk pop EP. Otherwise, I'll just release that one on its own as its own little unique thing. It still is pop. It's not like so far outside of Tilson. It's just, it is definitely a new new direction for me. Tilson adjacent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if you're uh, one of your co-writes that's like not a Tilson project that you want to shout out? I wrote a song that Delaney Jane is going to release and I'm not sure what she's going to call it, but that's going to come out in the fall. Is there something of yours that just kind of blew up out of nowhere? Uh, TikTok I made of myself it didn't actually blow up it's not like it's at millions but it's definitely did the best out of any tiktok i did it's like twenty-five thousand or something like that and it was just me like being silly at christmas like wiggling on like this like gym thing like the roller that you put on your back and i'm just like 
being like, when you're drunk and you get a fitness gift for Christmas. And then I'm just like, and that was something that like, I just made up and just did with my brother and didn't think anyone would like it. And then it just kind of like- Those are always the ones, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. that was very unexpected. Will it ever happen again? No. I spent like a whole summer last summer putting out TikToks because I was with um, a label that was recommending me to just try that because everyone's trying that. And it was just like, with lots of effort, did any of them do like blow up? No, no. It's the crap little TikTok I made by accident or something. Exactly. What are you hoping listeners take away when they listen to your music? I want them to relate to the songs, to feel very much like when they listen to the song, they can tell that it's true, it's coming from somewhere real. I would hope that it helps them to feel understood if they've gone through something similar and know that someone else has experienced the same thing with an element of freshness where they're hearing it said in an interesting way and they can have that novelty and be like, oh, that's an interesting way of putting it. Links to Tilson's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram at High Five Music and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.